Fantasia and Jarvis, you are both safe. However, Drac and I wanted to share some feelings real quick. We want to offer you some feedback because we know how frustrating it can be to not know where you stand in the competition. Fantasia, you're an iconic performer and we're seriously honored to have you here. But I feel like what might be tripping you up is that you're staying in your comfort zone. I think maybe just try something a little outside your box and show us that you can change and evolve even though you're established in who you are. Think what Fantasia looks like shattered through a lens of dark glamour, dark beauty. Thank you. Jarvis, so you're an exciting performer and we're all very excited that you're here. This is your kind of competition to lose. For some reason it does feel like you're holding back a little bit. Do you feel like that or no? I think if anything, I put too much pressure on myself for this challenge. Obviously, it's my fucking hotel and I wanted it to be so. If anything went slightly less than perfect, it just threw me off a bit. When the hat flipped, I think that kind of brought you to outer space. But you're so great. We want you to feel at home here. So I want you to try to relax into this and just know Jarvis Hammer is a force. You gotta just be a little wild in a situation like this and just hope for the best. Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that reaction, that I mean, reaction, yeah. The boulets are right. Um, I am in my head because I'm a perfectionist and struggle with anxiety and I just need to get out of my own way. You are both safe and you may leave the stage and join the other boogeyman at the hotel bar. I feel so relieved this week because I finally got B-Bite from the Boulay Brothers. And if it's dark, they won't. Dark, they get. I mean, there's a lot to respond to here. But, I mean, certainly first and foremost, when Jarvis said that uh, they experienced social anxiety, I was like, okay, it is time for us to officially recognize Jarvis as mother. <laughs> it's like, done. <laughs> For sure. I didn't, I guess I, I missed social anxiety. I thought it was just, she, they, he said they were anxious because of their perfectionism. Well, I may just be projecting. Um, oh. But I, you know, that's just like, I was like, oh, anytime someone says, oh, I have anxiety. I'm like, oh, thank God you're here. Representation matters. But mm. there's a lot in this clip that I thought was really interesting. I feel about both Fantasia and Jarvis. And I feel like kind of set up an interesting almost like act two of the season narrative. Of like, will Fantasia be able to, you know, go mm. spooky and gross? Will Jarvis get out of his head? You know? Mm. Yeah, I ap definitely appreciated the boules. Every chance they get, I feel like there's improvements that they make upon the drag race franchise and one of them being like let's give these two ghouls feedback even though you know they're safe right they they took that opportunity because they're like hey you still haven't won yet you know um and i think that's that's cool by episode three to be like look let's talk to you before you go um i think the fantasia critique god it was just so perfectly and beautifully said like, look, we don't want you to change anything, but we do want to see what you can do. Like, what did they say? Like, shattered through a dark like, lens? Yeah, they feel like the lens of, like, dark glamour. Yeah. Yeah, um, just shattered. And that, like, to me, is such a beautiful, almost also an open-ended invitation that is uh, exciting rather than feeling threatening. 
one, it wasn't just like, we need to see more spiders all over your tits, you know, mm. which <laughs> I could get together with. You know, I think if anyone, you know, Fantasia is someone I would like to see with spiders all over her tits. But I think it's what I think a lot of tarantulas. People, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Like one of those 1950s big bug movies just crawling all over her boobies. But I uh, I feel like there's been, you know, I, I peek and poke at like the Dragula subreddit and it's oh, interesting. I can't. I can't. Oh, it's, you know. What if, do they say there? Is it goth kids or is it like drag fans? It's, I mean, I feel like they're definitely smoking behind the cafeteria, but mm. they might be smoking clove cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like, Got let's it. be. And, and it's um god bless him you know god bless him i guess if the rupaul's drag race subreddit is barbie and r slash drag race is skipper then i feel like uh the dragula subreddit is like the the weird barbie is the kate mckinnon character i feel like it's uh oh i see weird barbie i was gonna say is it like daria or Jane, or you know mm. what I mean? But maybe it's like a Daria or Jane doll that was produced and sold at like Spencer's and Hot Topic. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. You know, I would have it's, I um, would have killed to have that doll when I was 12. Oh, I know. I know. I wonder, I, I, I'm trying to think of all these different dolls it could be. Um, and I'm thinking of Spencer's now, and they always did Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Uh-huh. So I wonder if it's like a Jack the Pumpkin King or a um, uh, Catherine O'Hara's character doll. Yeah, or like, you know, Beetlejuice action figures. <laughs> yes, yes. It's Lydia. Yeah. It's a Lydia action figure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. That's where that's where we'll okay. land. I like yeah. That. That, so yeah. So the Lydia action figure subreddit. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there there's like there's a lot of chit chat and when it comes to Fantasia about um, you know it, it, or I guess Dragula in general because I guess you know Sigourney comes up in conversation in terms of like folks on the show who lean more towards glamour like that's of of the dragula categories that's what they're more heavy on and um and i guess just like the validity of it i guess i mean i i feel like yes it's it's certainly a part of dragula but it's sort of implied that it's a it it's a starting point or like it's um something they also want to see you expand upon on glamour yeah like i kind of feel like yeah we want to see it but what if it was spooky glamour like what if it was yeah, filthy yeah, glamour, yeah. i feel like you know? i feel like even yeah just the the original whole concept of dragula the the weekly competition was yeah sh- like we want you to grow we want you to challenge yourself we want you to expand yourself um it i mean i guess it makes sense uh for them to kind of push uh fantasia in that direction because uh, they certainly it, it to me it feels like they're setting her up for success because I feel like she's absolutely going to be able to reach this demand. Yeah. I mean, I think the, like the, you know, uh, the foundation is there. I mean, even this week, you know, I realized that like maybe some people didn't think it was very strong of a look and, and for something that was going to be a surprise, maybe it wasn't a huge surprise, but on second watch, I kind of really liked what Fantasia did. I felt, I felt she did this sort of like, spooky like gonzo version of betty boop and i actually thought that was a really cool idea but it was like yeah but what if there was like a couple of spiders on your tits you know like i (laughs) I get it but what if you know i think i think for me what would have been like all all that she needed to do 
was to really highlight that she was hanged. Yeah, because that was like more of a an accessory. But I think that was kind of what made it different from just being a, you know, a hotel performer. Right, right. Because it was, um, yeah, it was just hanging there. And like, obviously, she did the act of like, yeah, we get it. Okay, you were hanged by your microphone. But like, there was no real makeup or, or prosthetics or something or anything to kind of be like, oh, this is how you died, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like even having kind of like marks on your neck, which like, it, you know, Satana did, for example. Right, right. Satana did do that. She did do that. She did die and come back or not. <laughs> uh, it's interesting you said Betty Boop because Satana to me was Mae West. Yeah, I think she was like Mae Southeast, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was uh may tri-state area yeah <laughs> maybe uh, not <laughs> may midwest <laughs> yeah may midwest midwest that's perfect thank you yeah. oh man all right well then so jarvis though i this was i thought this was an adorable moment between two kings uh, with Landon chiming oh, in. Yeah, yeah, when the hat started to fall off again. Yeah. And it was like, that's the reaction. There it is. I mean, you know, you should see the headline on Stink News this week. Landon is indeed back. Seems to be a bit of a semi-regular this season. <laughs> and there's something kind of exciting about watching Landon judge Kings on Dragular. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Like it, mm. it, That's a nuance. Oh, yeah, no, Kings on Kings. And I'm here mm-hmm. for it. I'm turned mm-hmm. on by it. Um, I also really like that Landon doesn't give a fucking shit because he won and is going to just call out the little details, even on the best Mm -hmm. looks like Throb Zombie. I was like, oh, and you went in, you know, Um, I I just think that's great that he is not following any sort of producer script. I can kind of see that because, you know, that's not that anyone asked me, but uh, that, you know, Throb, for example, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally see how this is a guest of the hotel. Like, I don't need, I don't need it. I, it made sense to me. I didn't need it either. Yeah. yeah. No, it totally, he fit right into the hotel aesthetic. Yeah. It, it was, was a critique, a common critique, actually, this week where I'm like, what do you mean? Like, of course, this is a bride at the hotel. Like, right. I don't, like, you know, like, they that's can't the all character be... I would see in that immersive theater experience. You know? Right. Yeah, it's a hotel, so it's implied that there are guests. It's not just the staff of the hotel. Right. And, you know, I started to make a list of, like, staff members at a hotel. And I'm like, okay, concierge, bellhop, bartender, like, obviously musicians or jazz singers. And the one thing that I don't think was represented this week was, like, a maid or a housekeeper. That's what I would have done. I would have been a housekeeper. (laughs) That's exactly what I would have done. I don't know if I would be able to get a whole housekeeper's cart, but that's what I would want oh. because I would want to have. I would want to be a disgusting housekeeper. Yeah, be filthy. Yeah, like like the the mint on your pillow. I like pull it out of my panties. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like be cleaning up towels, and I'd be like, you know, huffing them while masturbating. Yep, yeah. blowing my nose in them and then folding them oh. up. Yeah, there you, there you go. Well, you know, all of these things. What's What's actually very scary about the housekeeper look that we're conceiving right now is 
they're not that far off, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would also want to have, like, on my cart would be, like, stolen jewelry and money from mm-hmm. people's rooms. Condoms. Some used yes, condoms. Yes, yeah. some chew- chewing on some used condoms. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe just some, like, room service snacks because, oh, what a bitch. You, you ate out of the mini fridge, even. You uh-huh, bitch, right, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you ate their cold peanut M&Ms out of the mini fridge, you monster. <laughs> Yeah, but or even like, you know, um, you know how people have to leave their room service outside of their door. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a housekeeper that comes and picks that stuff up and then like eats it. You know, yeah, eats the right. leftovers. Right. It's like rubbing an old cheeseburger on her tits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All over her tits. All, all, all over cheeseburgers tits. all over your tits. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh are there any other staff in a hotel? I mean, obviously like there's like a I don't know, a uh, a gym or a pool or yeah like if there was a you know thinking of like an old an old-fashioned hotel i feel like maybe right. there's some kind of salon or like you know you know beautifying situation somewhere oh, I see. maybe there's like a, a massage a... therapist mm-hmm. okay. um, there's a chef there... there's got to be kitchen staff yep there's going to be kitchen staff uh i mean i also just think it's like being like some like high-end hooker that some like rich guy brought to the hotel and then uh, killed. But you know what they would say to Cynthia Dahl or um like maybe that's just a not quite didn't take it far enough to be funny and it was yeah. just a little sad and you know when we really look at statistics of sex workers in America it's like oh, okay sorry whoops relax <laughs> your pearl clutching sorry I that's mean I just I know it would be some variation of like see the thing is sex work is is that is that funny (laughs) (laughs) no I think they would just be like well you know I feel like this is a little safe for you that's what they would say oh yeah but I think I think if you do it right you know Mm. well there's got to be more hotel staff characters from like the olden days I'm thinking back to like when I went to see sleep no more um and it it's it's very much the guests. That's who's in this hotel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, but anyway, yeah. we we went off on tangent because of what Landon said. I still like that Landon is just saying whatever the fuck he wants that he sees. I think Landon is is a great addition this season, and I feel like even if I even if I'm like, oh come on, I think it's also good to have someone there who's like, well. You know, spiders don't get caught up in their own cobwebs, honey. You know, like I think it's yeah, good yeah. to have and someone also a who rock sees concert, that. You know, yeah, and also concert. reward. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> could be a rock concert. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, minus girls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I will say, jumping into this episode, hello, spooky Marys. Um, I loved this floor show. I, I, I love the theme. Um, I love the lip sync song. And, you know, after watching it, I was like, okay, I know who's going to be in the bottom, but oh my God, I, I, you know, I love this. I really did. I thought this was, this was great. I had a great time. I thought, you know, this was a uh, a really good week for all the contestants just to kind of, I don't know, at this point, I, I feel like, yes, there are one or two that I felt we're probably not going to stick around long and indeed have not stuck around long, but everyone else I really quite like and really enjoy. And I thought they all had a very interesting interpretation of the challenge and even some folks that I thought I didn't like have really grown on me this week. So Mm. we are moving into the heartbreaking chapter of the season where, you know, you lose some loved ones. 
Well, Mary, what do you say we dive right the heck into hell into this episode? We got another opening that had to do with the theme, uh, and I just wanted to call that out. Uh, where they were these like concierge of the of the hotel. Yeah, oh, I just thought it would be so cool to do like a completely zombified version of Tim Curry and um, oh, what's her name? We love her, Judith Ivy. No, Dana Ivy in Home Alone Two. Oh, here I am thinking that you're going in like a clue direction, but you're going in Home Alone Two to like yes. a hotel direction. Yeah, yeah, but like the two of them uh, had hotel. No, a hotel. not a mansion, not a, a mansion, because I understand the challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess a singing telegram could be at a hotel. You know, mm. uh, you know. Well, I mean, um, J.K. and Cynthia, if they combined their looks, they would have been the singing telegram girl. Yeah, that's essentially what it was, certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we also, it was like the opening, often in the past, they, they've always been separate or sort of like uh, contextually relevant to the challenge. But this this week they were like giving us like, okay, well, last week Onyx went home, so let's see what happens this way. And Throb won. Like it was weird to get commentary in the opening act. Mm. Well, you know what I appreciated about it? It reminded me of like, you know, those uh, like the Elvira uh, specials where she is like hosting a movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, yeah, I, that's that's the aesthetic I got was like, oh, we're watching the, the, the Boulez movie. And this is, you know, the the interim where they comment a little bit. Let, let's right. see what happens next. Right, right. They do bat fingers, bat hands. Absolutely. Yes, I just did them, actually. I'm doing them right that. now. Let's see yeah. what happens next. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, fingers of Dracula. Um, you know, they are setting things up in in the lab. We're, we're getting a, you know, a neo-orgotic love story they even play mm. the love the dragula love story music you know that like <laughs> that 80s like riding away on the end on the back of his motorcycle at the end of the movie mm. music love it uh yeah it was a little weird um almost seemed a little forced if i'm being honest but. it always feels because they when they've done this in the past i think they did it with like hoso and oh, oh. well it was oh it was God, it was last season with Abora and Astrid and Hoso. Yes, and Hoso. Oh. oh, God, it was the worst. And Abora was so the Daria action figure at Spencer's about it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. She was Eponine to Marius and Cosette. <laughs> yeah, they were just cutting her hair while she cried and sang. It was just... <laughs> oh, my God, it was so ridiculous. I, I, uh. You couldn't pay me to relive that storyline listen i i am never a fan of the forced even if they're real i don't really i don't really care like i because it's such a produced reality show that's really about drag i actually don't want to hear about the love stories or exacerbated magnified love stories i'm just kind of like yeah I like I see what they're trying to do, asking about Orgotic uh, and Neo to each of them. Like, I uh, yeah, I, when when it was um, oh god, Brooklyn and Vangie. I was just gonna say, remember when? Yeah, it, was it brangy? just makes my stomach. Ch- yeah, it. <laughs> what'd you say, Brangy? Brangy. Um, it makes my stomach churn a little bit because I'm just like, this is so phony. This is so phony because you know that this is something that like audiences and young viewers are going to like 
like grasp onto uh and 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 you know uh, it 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 just i i don't like it obviously like big brother is a different situation right because they're actually fucking um here we know that they don't share a hotel room they're not allowed to be together you know what i mean i'm just like yeah and they're yeah thing. I feel that's my question is, is of all of these, you know, Project Runway, um, Next Top Model, Drag Race, any of these competition shows where then you all have to like, you know, be on ice and sleep in separate hotel rooms, like where you go to a work room or a, a designated studio space every day, like have there ever been any love stories that situation you know or Top Chef? I mean, I know nothing about the world of Top Chef except for that season of Just Desserts. Yeah, I don't know anything about like the production of Top Chef. I know that Project Runway, obviously, like they separate them out by boys and girls, right? Oh, that's right. They're that's oh, that's right. But then it's like, come on, you've got like six gays in a two bedroom apartment, you know, uh? and one bathroom. It's like you you know that they're doubling up in that shower. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I just I. Who knows? Uh, in terms of like actual love stories, I'm sure there are some, but uh, I don't think it's very interesting. I'd rather them focus on something else, even if it's more kind of forced conversations between J.K. and Throb. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, listen. You you know you know I love a you know. Can I just can I just pull you aside for a sec? You know? Oh, can I just can I just grab you for a sec? I just I love. I love when that happens because, I mean, talk about forced. Talk about, like, a producer tapping someone on the back and saying, go. Like, that's what yeah. those are. Um, well, I, Cynth- well, let's put a pin in that because yeah. there's some things that we skipped. I do want to talk about Cynthia coming back. And I'm wondering if you felt the urge to clip what she says about the worm shitting in her mouth. I did not feel the urge to clip that. I, they I tasted th- like shit. They were shitting in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, she's just like I, this. This has been a mom who has, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like she bought something that ended up being rotten and had worms in it, and then she's like, oh. "Yeah, we had to throw the whole thing out, and I'm tasting shit in my mouth for three more days." I feel like that's her as a new mom complaining about being a new mom and like the kid like squirt diarrhea in her oh, mouth. Oh, you know? that, that's probably what it is. This is a flashback to when Cynthia was a new mom. And yeah, like, na- oh, God, ugh. why did I sign up for this? My- Jesus, Harry didn't even come in and help. Oh, now they're like little. They're now like he little- won't even kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't kiss me. The dog wouldn't kiss me. I just taste shit all day. <laughs> all I do is taste shit. Do I have Pika? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, No, it was it was a great uh, I don't know re-entrance. You know, I know that Jarvis is getting a lot of um, the spotlight this week for her performance on the runway when giving away the key to Orgotic. But I think Cynthia's performance coming back is just as much of a performance, Um, and you know, it was very exciting and funny um, and interesting. What I also love that like the other people in the room, you know, there was like a, a. Uh, close up on Jarvis it was like okay all right you know <laughs> you guys this is a library if we could all just use our indoor voices uh some people trying to study and then you know cut guys it. Anna's trying to speak yeah sorry Anna is uh trying to be a part of this competition you know in, in the words of uh Layla McQueen um I'm here too uh if we could just not talk over Jar- uh what's her name Anna, Anna just for a second yeah oh god no Anna I feel it's 
it almost sounds like Anna's microphone is on a lower level than everybody else's. Yeah. And I know that's not the case. Anna's just like soft spoken, just compared yeah. to everybody else who has this elevated, I'm on reality TV voice. Anna's just not doing that. Well, what I think is interesting is it's like at one end of the spectrum is Anna, and obviously at the other end of the spectrum is JK. JK. And yeah. What I think is kind of sweet is like, you know, because we're kind of talking about indoor and outdoor kids real. And obviously JK is such an outdoor kid. Anna's such an indoor kid. But I think that JK is being a bit of a foyer friend to Anna. You know, like I feel like JK is like, don't you just want to let it all out? Go ahead. Come on. Like there's a there's a sweetness there that I am seeing. I'm actually starting to kind of like JK a little bit. JK. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't comment on that yet. Uh because I'm the jury's still sort of out for me. I will say I wanted to talk about Orgotic um, as indoor-outdoor because I feel like Orgotic is an indoor kid that is desperately thinks she's an outdoor kid or he's an outdoor kid. Yeah, like, yeah. All of the lines that Orgotic delivers are... Uh, they, they, <laughs> they, it, it doesn't match what he's saying you know it's like just because you're playing in an unfinished basement doesn't mean you're not an indoor kid right right you know just because there's a chainsaw in your hands doesn't mean that it's not like you know uh not plugged in i guess yeah exactly yeah it's it's, it you can't turn it on just because you're playing in the garage but you're still an indoor kid you know like this is you're still indoors yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously there, there it, there's probably a language barrier there, too, as well, um, because he's screaming lines that you're, you know, you're like, well, why are you screaming that line? You know, uh, it, there's a, something that's lost there. The, the other option is that Orcotic is just a weirdo is just yeah, a weird little weirdo. It's mm-hmm. just a weird little worm. I no. I really like him. I think that there is a. There's something kind of um, in comparison, I guess, not just honestly, just some of the Americans, but like some folks like JK sounds very like ready to be on TV. Like some folks are like very TV ready. Mm. And I feel like Orcotic is like, I, I don't, it doesn't feel like there's any TV prep here. It doesn't feel like there was someone who's like, oh, let's, um, you know, mm. uh, you have to say we're doing episode four. There's no Jane that's coaching <laughs> Orgotic, you know? Right, right, right. Actually, I, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I love that. I love that untrainedness. And uh, I'm here to tell you that I really hope Orgotic goes to the end, if only because I want to see what Orgotic does every single week. If Orgotic isn't on the floor show or isn't in an episode, I'm going to feel disappointed or, like, just cut short. Yeah, and I think I think – it, it's kind of like, you know, there's usually like, or often there's a queen on Drag Race or, even, or someone on Dragula where it's like, I just want to see like what you're going to do with this. I want to see what your idea is here. And it, I I feel like with Orgotic, it is such an extreme example because I feel like the way the Boulets have talked about him, it's like you're bringing almost like drag from a different planet. So it's like, mm. how do people do drag on your planet, you know? And I love that Orgotic is so... Just unabashedly honest, particularly around his feelings of who does poorly, and that being JK. Yeah, this this JK orgotic thing is, I mean, it's 
I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it because when you kind of like step back and look at it, it's like, look at these people. Look at these people mm. fighting. Like, look, this is so silly. This is so dumb. It's good TV. You know? Yeah, it's good TV. Talk about somebody that were is like not prepped for reality TV, but is perfect for it. Yeah, you know? right, right. But it's just kind of falling in. Um, mm. Well, uh, we this week we've got our haunted hotel floor show. Um, I, you know, I wasn't going to take the note and then I watched it again and I noticed it again. So I took the note and I thought, you know, if I, this is, these are the things that I notice. This is why we do these podcasts is because when the Boulets announced their little video message, you know, that they're doing this, this haunted hotel floor show, Throb does this like punching at the floor move. This like, this like excited punching at the floor move. And I just, I can't unsee it. And it won't. Okay. I wake up at night, and it's just happening in the corner of my bedroom. And I'm like, "What are you doing over there?" And she's just punching and punching, and uh, I just don't know what to say about that. Uh, we got Michelle Visage's Dragula name, which is Ghostly Visage. Oh yeah, Michelle Visage on Dragula. Let's just recognize how great that would be as a guest oh, judge. Like. If she- I just didn't get scary. I, didn't I just get didn't get it. scared. I didn't. Yeah. Oh my I God. I wanted Mich- to be scared when I came here and I'm scared yeah. of them. I'm scared of her. I'm scared of that thing over there on the mm-hmm. end, but I'm not scared of you. <laughs> honey, I grew up in New Jersey. You're going to have to do a lot yeah. more than that to scare me, honey. I sit next to RuPaul every week. You're going to have to do a lot more than that to scare me, honey. <gasps> that would be fabulous. If she yep. was like, I sit next to RuPaul. You think I'm not scared? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I know what it feels like to be trembling in front of judges. Yeah. Yes. The horror. Yeah. <laughs> She's a killer queen. <laughs> <laughs> She's a killer queen. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that would be epic. That would be, it'd be epic. incredible. It just, and I, and I think she'd have great feedback. I love Michelle. I, I'd love to hear what she'd say about this kind of drag. Uh, Michelle. Um, anyway, she would be disowned by world of wonder. Oh, uh, well, I would, I would extend, uh, I would expe- extend a, a, a Patreon membership to Michelle. Only Mary's membership to Michelle. I wonder if the Boulets are also kind of like, ah, fuck Michelle. <laughs> and and I would just have to say, why Michelle is like, she's the heart of the house. You know what I mean? I get it. I just, yeah, I feel like the Boulets, and I don't have any feelings on this, but I feel like they just. They have very strong opinions about everybody that works on that show. Well, I just maybe they'll have Ross Matthews on. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, if they ever get to Palm Springs, maybe they've met him. Maybe. Um, but could you imagine? Oh my God, that would be great to see the Boulets dressed as the Boulets, like yeah. at a pool. I mean, yeah. Well, that and that's very like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. You know? Adam's like, family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then Ross is this like, oh, ha, 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 you know, like in a, yeah. in a uh, like a Hawaiian shirt, you know, and and trunks, um, yeah. bright colors. I, yeah, I think that would be fabulous actually to see the Boulets interacting with Drag Race staff, quote unquote, um, as Maybe. as if it's the Adams family. Yeah. Maybe they could meet Ross at the Trixie Motel, you know, and just <gasps> really just this is keep perfect. Right. Mm. And wasn't Trixie a guest judge on Dragon yes. at one point? Yeah. Yes. As was so Bob. like as yeah. was Bob, as was Alaska and Willem. Um Ugh. well, let me just just <laughs> state facts over here. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, I love Alaska. Um, the I it it we have to just note this, and I don't know if it was anybody's fault on the production side, but they certainly edited to make it seem like it was. You get Swan Thula saying, "Life's full of tough choices," in it, quoting Ursula the Sea Witch. And then shortly thereafter, Jarvis says, this is what I do. This is what I live for. Which is is another Ursula the Sea Witch. uh, Oh, well, that went over my head. I, you know, I, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's anxious. It's anxious. It has social anxiety and um, a little bitey. Um, Fine. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Fine. Like, uh, yeah, your voice sort of cracks. Yeah. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Uh, yeah, no, The Little Mermaid, I, I have not seen that in a long time. When I was a little gay, I loved that, like, it It spoke to me, but I it's just been so long that the only thing I can remember about The Little Mermaid is the priest's erection. Oh, of course. Well, dearly beloved, um, the, 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 re- I mean, I haven't seen The Little Mermaid in, in a very long time also, but those two lines are in poor unfortunate souls and i'm around enough drag queens that i know those lines oh yeah lexus michelle well anybody is doing an ursula poor unfortunate souls lip sync song at least or singing it live at a drag show around october you know yeah, and the live-action Little Mermaid. Did you watch that? I did not. I have to have Disney Plus to watch it. I have not watched it. Man, everybody just hated Melissa McCarthy's makeup in that. Everyone was so mad. <laughs> they were so, so mad about that. Oh, my God. They were so – the disrespect. <laughs> oh, it was incredible. Um, well, you know – We get Coco Kane. Oh, my God. We get Coco Kane came back. We do. You know, I really wanted to see a little more interaction between Fantasia and Coco, given, you know, sisters, sisters and, you know, uh, uh, sisters in, mm, I don't know. uh, Big boobs. Yeah. They've been, they're cleaved together by Mm. their similar boobs. (laughs) Or broads. Broads. They're a couple of broads. Yeah. (laughs) Broads Broads ears. ears. You got a pair of broads ears. You can't hear a thing. What do you got? Broad's uh, ears what? in there? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Clean out your ears. You got a pair of broad's ears over there. I, I can't hear you. What? Sagging. Uh, well, Storm I Grace. It. <laughs> it's a Storm Grace. It's a connection, Grace. <laughs> uh, uh, you can't even pay a bill. Uh, what are you good for? You know what I'm good for. Okay, I had to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite quote, and I should have clipped this, and I dif- didn't, but it's when Coco Kane says, "Pick a damn key." Oh, uh, uh, so good. I, you know, I it, Coco's cameo is a little bit like when Lisa Kudrow showed up on Drag Race, and it was like, oh, mm. oh, that was it. Okay, well, yeah, she was in drag for that. You know, yeah. Um, I guess she had other things to do that day, and probably, you know, you you would hope. I hope because that looked like a lot of work, but yeah, it was. I I would have liked. I would have liked more cocoa. Let's be honest. Well, of course, yeah. Cocoa is always better than coffee. Yeah. Right. Um, well, speaking of which, Jarvis gets the key. She. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. The key is the key is in his hands, um, and 
I I love how they set up with Satana. I don't think Jarvis is going to do anything really interesting with this key. He's probably just going to save himself. I'm like, oh. yeah, well, you were wrong. Yeah, well, you were completely wrong. And, uh, yeah. Bye. Um, and that's what I have to say about that. Well, we get our Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead music, thank God. And uh-huh. Fantasia tells us that uh, her look is a surprise, so to slightly yeah. and politely move on. I also really like the Gaga. Word that- <laughs> yeah, Gaga. I mean, I really need to hear. We need to get that on the soundboard. Fantasia Royale. Gaga. Like Gaga. I, <laughs> like I, I feel like I start that in the same place in my mouth that I start Miss Fame going, fine. You know? Gaga. Like Gaga. it all comes from like up from under my tongue, you know? Right. How is your head? Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, Fantasia uh, Royale, we, fine. Fantasia <laughs> Royale, fine. Fine. Uh, we kind of talk, touched upon this before, but we get the after school special between Throb and JK. I love that JK called that out. Like, ugh, I was kind of expecting an after school special. You know, and obviously then they, they become best friends uh, and, you know, uh, have a little alliance going. Um, you know, it's it's reality TV. It was content that they were creating. They saw a. The producers saw an opportunity for a meaningful conversation, you know, that isn't about spiders all over your tits and uh, took it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the tech crew kids, you know, making friends. You know what I mean? It's it's a a bond with gaffing tape. Uh, You know, if I'm being kind of a conspiracy theorist, which, you know, all right, Mary, um, I also think it's the producer's way of clearing J.K.'s slate for the viewer. In case you didn't like JK. I mean, I'm certainly falling under the spell. I'm liking JK more. I mean, I certainly still have thoughts about the the floor show look, but I feel like the am I annoyed by JK lately? Not really. I whereas I feel like the first episode was all about like fulfilling the the concept of I'm the most annoying person in I'm Brooklyn. I'm a little brother. Yeah. yeah. I'm your annoying yeah. little brother in Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Uh, not to misgender J.K., but uh, I, Throb did compare them to her little brother. So Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, uh, anybody can be a little brother if you're brave enough. I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I would love to be somebody's nephew, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've got, like, the big brother, you know, program. Where's the, like, uncle program? <laughs> well, I think that's... Uh, what is that, Nambla? <laughs> yeah, I think that might be what it is. I might, I may not be able to. I don't think they. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna just stay at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Never mind. <throat> FBI, if you're listening, it's jokes, jokes, jokes. There you go. Um, what did you make of? I'm calling this segment the drama of Neo. Oh, Neo's going through it. You know, my thought was hopefully her family doesn't have a Shutter account. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, I you know I, I guess I, I was entertained at the at the idea because I don't know if it was real or not, but at the idea that the producers were like, "Hey, Neo, we want you to talk about your family, but can you like can you act like you're distraught a little bit, or like you're distressed, or that you're you know 
thinking about it. And then we got this like performance from Neo of just, ah, and mm, you know, something for the others to notice so that we can get the trans corner, you know? We do indeed get, you know, uh, in particularly Fantasia, she puts the ant in Fantasia, uh, comes over to, yeah, she, you Mm. know, to, um, she and Satana and, and Neo have, uh, yeah, little, you know, what was it called? A spooky transsexuals corner. Mm, yeah, yeah, there, there it is. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I loved this so much. I actually like um, gained a really new perspective of the idea of what was it? I think Fantasia said it. Like sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you you have to go away. You really do have to go away. Figure your shit out yourself so that you're protected, you're strong, and then come back and revisit them. Um, you also don't have to come back, but like if you do come back, you have to come back already kind of transformed into the, into the, the beautiful butterfly you are. Um, and there's something really beautiful about that and that um, I, I find kind of empowering um, just to hear um, from my side of things because I can certainly relate to that. It's like before you go back home, you know, after college, let's say for, for if you're a gay person, right? Like figure your shit out before you come out, you know, before you go back is what I mean to say, like figure your shit out. Cause it is hard. Otherwise you are going to be that scared little Chinese boy as Neo says. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's also, it, I think we all experience a version of that where like when you, when you go see your parents for the holidays or you go home for the holidays or whatever, and there is some version of like, Oh my God, it's like, I'm 12 years old again, you know? Yes. And even, yeah. And even without all of, you know, what Neo or Fantasia, you know, or Satana have been through, um, it's just kind of like, well, this is the, this is how it's been for most of our time together. And so if you're going to come back and reestablish a relationship with these people, you've got to be really solid in who you are. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that Fantasia is a, that's another kind of connection I'm interested in watching is like, it seems like Fantasia is at a very later stage of a journey that Neo is on. So, mm. um, you know, I'd like to see more of that, more of that connection. Yeah. I hope this isn't the only thing we get, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, Oh, we did that check. You know, um, I do hope that there's more. I, 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 I'm reminded of what you're saying right now. Just the idea of like going back. Yeah. You regress. Um, or, you're just sort of like this polite stranger in their house. I, I was listening to Very Delta, because it's Very Delta. It's Very Delta. Um, and Delta was talking with, oh, uh, Darian Lake. And Darian Lake was describing <clears throat> her relationship with her mother or her family. Um, and it, it it's, God, I, f- I just feel like it's so common. The way that certain parents will talk to their gay kids or their trans kids is just avoidant it's as if you're a stranger they're acting kind of they're asking surface questions only there's nothing deeper than that and i feel like it's it's to avoid any uncomfortability it's because they can't take who you really are and i feel like that happens a lot with with lgbtq people absolutely i mean i feel like anytime any sort of conversation about dating comes up my mother, it, she always defers to like them or, you know, people are just people, you know, and, and if you meet, you know, someone who is, uh, you know, who is nice and, and they are, they are a good fit for you. I'm like, right. you, you don't, 
I mean, maybe I'll meet someone who identifies as they them, but like for the mom, for the most part, like you don't have to keep it open uh, to, mm. you know, it isn't going to be a mystery. Like chances are it's going to be a boyfriend, you know, like I don't have to yeah. tell you, like, that's just how yeah. the cards have, just gonna have to deal I with mean, that, you know? I mean, I will say it's pretty progressive at all for your mother or a mother or a parent to be talking about a love life. I feel like even bef- even more surface than that, it's like, how's your job? How's your house? How are your friends from high school? How is this? You know, like I, I'm thinking of, you know, Flatbush Debbie when it's just like these rapid fire questions, but they have nothing to do with how I am. It's just what? Right, right. It's You're just kind of like filling in a questionnaire. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. When you talk to strangers, it's like getting to know you questions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of queer people experience that with their families uh, early on or maybe even forever, you know, depending. Right. I mean, I at this point, I feel like, you know, with my own folks, I mean, I love them. They're great. And I've also just, you know, I think part of growing up and getting older and that thing that happens is with your aging parents and you become a bit more of the adult and whatnot, that the way the scales tip a little bit is like, I think there's also a sense of like, okay, this is who you are and this is what mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, on paper, you are a drag queen. Yeah. Sorry, I'm quoting your, your uh, d- uh, deep, t- deep cut. Oh <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. You know, for, for all the people who saw mother's day back in 2014, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I just kind of like I've made peace with that. It's like, OK, like this is how it is. I look at like my brother and my sister-in-law and I'm like, OK, this is the relationship we all have. This is just how it's going to be, you know? Yeah. And I think of Neo and Neo, you know, when when she's talking to her parents, she she's like, I'm, I'm that scared little Chinese boy. And I feel like that's that's something to overcome. It's it's how how can my parents see me as a fully fledged adult that's living an independent life from theirs. And I feel like that is a journey that a lot of straight people don't always have to go on. It's not every, right? But uh, it, I feel like it is certainly uh, an alternative journey for a lot of us um, that have to reintroduce ourselves to our parents and fight to be seen. Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly reminds me of the Kim Chi storyline from season eight. I feel like it was very similar. Mm. Of like, my family doesn't know I do this. Like... Or I think with Kim, I think it was like, well, they know I do drag, but they don't know I'm gay. Or it was just, you know, some Mm -hmm. variation of like, but from Kim's point of view, it was like, uh, no, this is probably not going to change. My mom's who my my mom is. And I I think a lot of people wanted there to be this like happy ending. I think, you know, or this like, oh, my God, like your mom appreciates you now because you're in the top three of season eight of Drag Race. But like. That's just not how it works. And especially when you look like cross-culturally, like other like more conservative cultures, like that shit is not changing. Mm. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I think of all the parents um, on, I mean, I know this isn't a drag show, but like you go to Project Runway and, you know, obviously there's a lot of gay people on Project Runway. And when you get to the Tim Gunn meets the family, I always find it very interesting when Tim Gunn doesn't meet the parents meet the parents um no when he meets like chosen family uh because it's so real and and i love that 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 show is like yep okay whoever you want him to meet Mm -hmm. 
you know. And you can kind of read between the lines when when he goes to meet with with someone, and it's like, so this is my yeah. friend and his friend, and this is my other friend, and these are my neighbors, <laughs> and uh, I don't really, I she she lives down the street, um, and it's just like, okay, got it, right, right, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, an interesting segment, I think, uh, a, a rich discussion, one that again is. Just, you know, uh, props to Dragula, props to any reality show that can put only trans people talking about something that is, you know, in their experience. Uh, it, whenever we get those opportunities for cis people to see, straight people to see, like, it, I think it's very valuable. Well, props to your mama, as a wise woman uh-huh. once said. Uh mm. We uh, it's floor show day, and the monsters need to learn a nineteen thirteen lip sync, and uh, that's right. You know, all the world Cynthia stage, and all of us are merely uh, players. I was like, God, Jarvis, I just swoon. You are just Jarvis gives me like working in a coffee shop in the movie reality bites kind of energy you know what i mean oh that's a great aesthetic it's very kind of mid 90s early 90s yes um like just just lower than like empire records yeah not that glamorous no no there's there's janine garofalo there's ethan hawk you know there's like Uh like John Cusack. It's like actors, people who people who look like people. Katie Seagal. Kate, oh yeah. God, God willing, Katie Seagal playing her mother. Yeah. Uh, who was it that that was it Jarvis who said always the bridesmaid? Who said that? Yes, Jarvis was saying about Anna because Anna's look was similar to Neo's. That like always the the jilted bridesmaid, never the murdered bride. Oh God! Just snaps. Yeah, snaps. Just so cool. I just loved. I love Jarvis, and I. I really had question marks going in because I was like, "What is this character that you're going to be doing?" But like, I don't know what I was worried about. Jarvis is so great. Well, I'm. I. I. You know, let's take a moment for Jarvis, right? So, I love that Jarvis is like, "Oh yeah, during the confessionals, I'm going to be Jarvis," right? And mm-hmm. I, I. I. I love that there is that distinction that when she's on set he comes out and is just there the whole time and i think that is that's something i loved about season two uh which is still different but season two they were in drag the whole time Mm -hmm. we never saw who they were really yeah Um, and it made it feel more like who are these fucking weirdos because we never see them as like just people and I, that's why I appreciate what Orgotic and Jarvis are doing. They're just like always sort of in character because they don't, you know, it's a reality show. It's a, it's a play. And then the confessionals, sure, they can, they can be a different type of narrator. Um, and I love that. I, I, just going back to Cynthia's stage, I, I have to just call it out. There was a moment, it's a visual cue where she was dancing like baby and dirty dancing on the stairs. Oh, oh, on the stairs when she... so she like goes. It's it's that part where baby um, puts her back to the railing, uh huh, and then like kind of leans leans back, and her leg goes up. Oh, I anyway, I it's just what I saw. I can I mean I can what I I'm picturing her like when when we see the montage and babies on the dock doing those little moves. Like that's where I'm. Where my brain's going? Oh, on the dock. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, you have to go to the stairs during um, 
the there's it's like a montage of, uh, of music and she's doing like the steps up and down the stairs but there's one part where she like she like spins and turns her back to the railing so she's like facing you know parallel or perpendicular to the camera we see uh-huh. her side and then she f- just kind of thrusts her head back and her leg goes up jenny gray you know we had a very brief window on this podcast where it was really a jenny gray appreciation podcast between Mm. dirty dancing and ferris bueller and i just i have fond i have fond feelings about jenny gray good for her well mary let's talk about the bad hands on the floor show uh you know yeah. Greetings, Earth, <laughs> Earthly Wayward Souls. Greetings, Earthlings. Got them bat hands Got on. Got them bat hands on. And we get uh, another familiar face in the judges panel, Tanana Reeve Do, which makes me mm. always think of Coco Kane with that joke about like, ooh, Miss Tanana Reeve don't like this or whatever that, that line was. Um, joke. But indeed, yeah. And Landon's back. Landon Land inside the judges panel once again this week. Yes. Mary, what were on the boule's heads? It looked like condoms. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was. It they they had the they had the look of like a you know you know that bowl of like um dusty mints that you get at the counter of a diner but when you go to pay. Oh yeah. Those white like after you pay, they put them on the check. Yeah, or yeah. they yeah, and sometimes they'll or put them on the check. Or they're in a little a bowl. Or, or they're in a little yeah. bowl if you go after you go up to the counter to pay, but like they're right. just like they're they've got like a a dust on them. They're white. Mm-hmm. And like there's dusty some dusty pastels. Dusty pastels yes. and they don't taste good at all. Yeah, I never like those. I always like the restaurants. They were usually uh Chinese food restaurants where they'd give you orange wedges. Oh. I mean, that is – here's the thing. Orange wedges – It's luxe. It's so luxe. And, like, did you – because I don't I, – I very briefly played a bit of soccer when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I, you know, had a little uh, high school French. So um, I did play a little bit of soccer and, you know, took a high school French. And there were orange slices. Like, that was, like, a, a requisite thing with one of those, like, green old Tupperware containers, you know, bowls with the lid oh. on it full of orange slices. Wow. And okay. God damn it. Those were delicious. Either there'd be orange slices and Dunkin' Donuts munchkins. Yes. And uh, when you're in bulk. In, Some mom had to bring it in bulk. Yup. Yeah. And when you're like six or seven and you've been running around on a field in Rahway for forty five minutes, not doing nothing, but running around hoping you don't have to do anything. Some orange slices and some Dunkin' Donuts munchkins uh hit the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't let me in the picture, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Wouldn't let me in the picture. Um, I don't know where <laughs> this is coming from. Uh, there was one time during a during a soccer game where it, it was cold and it, I was tired and we're running up and down the field and I just got tired of like I didn't want to do it anymore, so I just pretended I got hurt and I just like clutched my shin was like ow, so I could sit on the sidelines and eat orange slices and bunchkins. Oh wow! Oh, good for you. Good for you. I was uh, I played baseball. When I was little, and uh, my dad was the coach, which you can imagine was oh, hell. Yeah. Um, and I remember a ball hit me, um, and uh, it hurt a lot. I started crying. Oh. And oh, he was so embarrassed. Oh. And he got physical in front of everybody. 
Oh, oh no. It was, a, it was a moment. It was a moment. For, oh, God. For, for, for daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, no orange yeah. slices that day. Oh, he was so mad. He was like, you got to stop crying. You stop crying. Why are you crying? Uh, God, he was so mad. He was just screaming into his own mirror, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. Like, you weren't even there anymore. Like, this was... Yes, he was exactly. Transported, transported back to 1940s Brooklyn, you know? Like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. Uh, um, toughen up! You know? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> The country's at war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, well, you know, anyway. to, to bring things to a, you know, a, a lighter note, I do want to recognize the elevator entrances on these, on this floor show. I thought were so cool. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even realize that nuance. It didn't um, register. Oh, I just love the editing of it, the 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 ding, the the sort of the smoke uh-huh, clears, the ding I loved. and yes. kind of the like, you know, it's sort of this opportunity. And you know, I think about when All Stars has their like lip sync assassin, and the scrim mm. slowly lifts, and everyone thinks it's Madame Laqueer. I love this reveal more because it has to do with the challenge. Well, and I, I think just the in general, just the idea of like doors opening like an elevator and the smoke clearing and seeing who it is. I just think that. Mm. Is more, I'm back. I love yeah. that more than the like, I don't know. Oh man. Oh man. She looks like she's got a dress on. Who do you think it is? Do you think it's Shea Coulee? Who like, is that? Yeah. Who right. Is that? Who is that? Like, yeah. I think there's some like British dating game show where like yes. people are naked behind. Naked and dating. Yes. And uh-huh. they slowly yeah. like lift it and like, and it's just, that's what that feels like. It's like, oh man, she's got ugly knees, but great tits. Can I love her? You know? Oh, I don't know how I feel about that anklet, but I love these toenails. Very bold choice. Yeah, this yeah. might be a match. Oh, God. Uh, well, yes. Um, I, I don't know if you want to kind of like go through each of them. Throb, I thought, just looked impeccable. And I I think I'm just going to just make make a strong statement. I think also had the best lip sync. So I think that Throb had a great lip sync. I think that this song was... Obviously, it's very different. I think it, it's, for so many reasons, I think is a tricky song to lip sync to. Just obviously, even the like, how far away the vocals are, you know, and, and how right, stuffy they are. Right, it's yeah. hard to kind of make that connection. And I think we saw a lot of Throb, and I thought he was really great. I, I, I'll i say now, I think my favorite performance, and we saw very little of it, was Anna. I oh, loved. we have to talk about about Anna. Yeah, right, we have to talk about Kevin, and then we have to talk about Anna. Yes. yes. So, so uh, wait, put a pin in that because yeah. there's one person in between uh, Throb. Um, Blackberry comes out as cigarette girl. One of the comments that the Boulets made that actually made me really appreciate this performance more was that it it was very conversational. Yeah. That it was kind of like the stand up act, and I like that choice. I. Again, like, don't do what's expected. And it was a great way to conceive how to do this type of lip sync. Yeah, like, this doesn't, this to me doesn't feel like a lip sync that requires a lot of flourishes because I think you could then be bigger than the song. And I think yes. Blackberry stayed within the size of the song. I think Throb somehow elevated the song in, in his performance. And then Anna, I think, completely uh. found it was the, it was the Goldilocks just uh. right in terms of finding where the song is 
Oh, I I can't tell you how much I disagreed with Landon Sider, or was it Ms. Do? The, the all uh, no, it was Landon. I don't know why they wanted the rhinestones on the front of the outfit. The whole point of the fucking outfit was that it's the reveal when you turn around is like, yeah, yeah. And and I think that, you know, I think it was Drac who was like, you know, 75% of your performance was just standing there. But I was like, oh, did you not see the acting that was going on? Yeah. The acting, the tension. And it it was so perfect because it's like, I appreciate some of the other folks who put on a bit more of a like fill the stage performance, but like it just, I thought that Anna interpreted it, I don't know, in a way that I found the most interesting. And I, I do see how she could have played up the gunshot to the head. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like they might have wanted that a little bit sooner, that the gunshot went off sooner so that it was uh, not two-thirds nothing and then last third something. Mm-hmm. They probably wanted it one-third gunshot, one-third, and then something even more horrific for the last third. Yeah. Um, which I can see. Because, I mean, we didn't get to see the whole performance. I'm sure if I watched this song going on for two and a half, three minutes, I'd be like, oh, there's there's not enough going on. Granted, I love the face. I love how captivated I am. And I... I wonder how that would have felt had I watched it for a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I would have liked to see more. I'll say that. I really, I, that yes. I felt we saw very little of her performance. Um, uh, the, with the gun, that just the level of emotion and changing it up. I'm just like, that I think is really ballsy. Yeah. I, I think the, the fact that she stood there for 75% of the time, that was not an issue to me. I feel like from what I was seeing, it was like, Oh, you are, you're, you're telling a story here. And that's like, given again, given the song, given the narrative, given like the world that you guys are supposed to create with this floor show. Mm. uh, Yeah, it was, I, I just thought it was a cool Uh. idea, but I could see that there were things. Yeah. Like maybe there needed to be like another, like what happens if you take the robe off, you know, what's underneath that, you know? Um, sure. Yeah. JK, uh, with this zombie bar, I have two questions. One, I thought it was a bellhop, right? I, right. That, that's who I, and I thought that was cool because I was like, oh, they, they, you know, it's this, like, what a horror that they put the the dinging thing on their head, you know? I was just like, oh, and they also sort of looked a little bit like a robot. Yes, I. It there was a there was a sort of like. It just makes me think of this old cartoon called Reboot from like the late '90s that was on like ABC, and I feel it, it, it. They were like futuristic characters, but I feel like that's what I think of. I think of Reboot. Yeah, like a little robot, and I also didn't know why none of the judges. Maybe they did, and they edited it out, but they didn't comment. Why didn't they paint their neck? Yeah, right, right. I, I noticed that too. I mean, there was all this talk of like, oh, the glow up, and I was like, the, the it, it was interesting, but like, yeah, there were things like, oh, how come? Why do you just stop at the face? Is that a choice, or is that a mm. missed? Or like, I think it goes back to what they say, what they were saying about Blackberry, where we can't tell if the ash is because of the cigarettes or because of like the ghostly right. makeup, and so it just felt like there was a lot of those critiques 
this week of like, well, we can't really tell or that wasn't really clear to me. But I, I think a lot of that could have been applied to J.K. Yeah, I, I, not to take away anything from J.K.'s performance. And I thought it was a really cool performance. I thought it was fitting with the song. It was unexpected. Uh, and I thought that they completely redeemed the last two episodes um, by this performance and by the look and the creativity of the look. I I just thought the critique was a little out of proportion compared to the other critiques. That's all. And th- there was also, it felt like during the performance that they had to keep their hand on the door to keep it from opening. Mm. And that to me felt like, at totally what agree. point are we like, come on now, you know? Um, uh-huh. I, and I don't know. I mean, I think given that the whole performance led up to the reveal of the door, the fact that it was like hanging open for half the performance, the fact that like, it was all just, we was just like waiting for it to be opened. And then he opened it or they open it. And it's like, Oh, okay. So it's just, it's just like a medicine cabinet. Okay. And I, I think I really liked the performance. I think the performance was really like, certainly a lot bigger than something like that. Anna was doing, but I, I thought that JK really showed that they could perform, but yeah. I, I feel I was a little surprised that this was the winning look. That's all. Yeah, I think they they liked the how just unexpected it was, uh, and they wanted to reward that. I guess um, certainly makes for an interesting journey, right? For JK. stokes the flames um, in the room a little yeah. bit. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Um, yeah. Uh, Cynthia's corseted zombie bellhop. I just kind of put those two together. JK and Cynthia were both these bellhops. And then I was like, oh, I get it. JK is supposed to be like the bar. And I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that until um, they they said that in the critiques. I thought they were both bellhops. Yeah, Cynthia, I mean, I I felt like we saw, you know, even less of Cynthia than we saw of Anna. I I have no memory of Cynthia other than the initial entrance. So she was very much a supporting character this week. Yeah. Um, Fantasia's jazz singer. When this came out, I was like, oh, this is so smart. And whatever sort of makeup was going on in those eyes was amazing. Um, And I thought it was a smart uh, interpretation of the challenge, one that fit her drag. Um, And I get it. Yeah, like could have been spookier. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I, I actually, yeah, I really liked, I liked what she did. I liked the idea. I thought the, you know, the way that it captured a sort of 1930s aesthetic in a different mm. way. Like, again, I, I just kept thinking of like, oh yeah, this is just like a really kind of wackadoo version of Betty Boop. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then Orgotic, I, they were like, I don't know how you really fit into the hotel theme. I'm like, this was the concierge. Yeah, this was Tim Curry in Home Alone 2. Yeah, yeah. This is the concierge. This is who greets you. This is it. That's it. They order you a car, a long black car, a limousine. With a lovely cheese pizza just for me. <laughs> that's that's right. Um, <laughs> ding, dang, dong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love this look. Again, Orgotic is somebody that I'm very happy is on this season. I don't need him to win, but... I'm very happy he's on this season. Like, very happy. Yeah, I think it, it you know, it, certainly especially with the whole, you know, using masks every week, I feel like it's, like, finally uh. kind of showing how, you know, this could be very successful. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. 
Um, Satana, Santana, Satana. Uh, I think I mentioned that it just read Mae West, like a dead Mae West uh, guest for me. Uh, and it was fine. Um, it yeah. was it was like a, a really great Halloween costume. It was a, absolutely. It was a, it was if she was going to the Halloween party in Hocus Pocus, I think mm. uh, I think she would have fitted really well. I think they were they would have loved it. She might have even won the contest if there was one. Maybe. Yeah. She, yeah. I thought she looked beautiful. Uh, everybody kept saying, well, she looks gorgeous. And she does. Um Jarvis, I think we, the thing with Jarvis, Jarvis keeps using the same color palette. Is that something that like, like yeah. will ever change? Do we want that to change? I don't know. Cause I mean, I feel like, I mean, I, I think it's kind of like, if you are going to keep using the same color palette, like how are you going to switch it up so that it's interesting enough each time? Right. But I don't know. I think like, I guess like Dolly, I feel like Dolly did a lot of like white face paint and like, granted that's just mm. like one detail whereas Jarvis is you know kind of uh top to tail sort of looks like the Statue of Liberty um I don't know I I kind of feel like this week was the setup of like you know get out of your get out of your head get out of your safe zone yeah hopefully it'll happen uh I'd love to see Jarvis do something just so different so Mm. different um, just to make, keep it exciting. Because I think that the artistry is there and certainly the perspective is there. Um, and then Neo, again, just comes out being like, oh, you want the winner? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like with Neo, it's just, it, and they all recognize it in the room. Like, it is a level of drag that you just, you, you can't really argue with it. Like, they, it's <sighs> just, um, you know, I mean, I, and again, I, when when you look at, it it's interesting to watch a show where they are finding the validity between like the, the what JK is doing where it's like, there's very clearly some cardboard, you know, uh, on the edges here versus what Neo is doing where like every, every details in place. I, 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 what it makes me think is like, Oh, well, I guess perfection is not one of the tenets of Dracula, you know? No, it's certainly just, you know, horror, glamour, filth, right? And and how you enter those three spaces. I think Neo is just next level. The scale is so impressive. I can't imagine being another drag zombie on this season, getting into costume, getting into makeup, and then into the costume, and then looking over and like Neo's done. And it's like, oh my God. What the fuck? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to compete with this? This is incredible. You know, like, right. I don't know how what I would do. I would if I was Satana, I'd be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> and I guess that's basically what happened was like, yeah, I I can I can read the writing on the walls here. Like, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not going far this season. I can see that already. Right. Uh, I can't take this anymore. It's three weeks in a row where I'm like not doing well. Yeah. Um, like just just send me home. Keep keep them. Let them compete a little bit longer. I'm good. Uh, very interesting. Um, yeah, Neo is just oh god. Um, like when is Neo gonna falter? Is it during the the rock and roll challenge? The monsters of oh, rock challenge? Oh, because that's got to be coming soon. That's got to be coming. Like oh yeah, well, we have to wait for an even number, right? Yeah. So maybe. Five and five or eight, uh, four and four, right? What, when four is and four eight? is probably. Yeah, that probably makes the most sense. Yeah, 
Yeah, four and four. So top eight, and we're at nine? Yeah, I guess so, because okay. they've only sent two home. Yeah. So in a couple weeks. Um, we do get this performance from Jarvis sending uh, uh, Orgotic, I almost said Gottmik, Orgotmik to, Orgotmik. Yeah. <laughs> to extermination. Um, and I'm here for it. I, I just think, yes, put on a show, play pretend, play dress up. You know, you're in the backyard, you're in the basement. None of this is real. Like, it's a stupid key, you know, and and yes, cause the drama because they're not going to send Orgotic home. This is how, like, nerdy kids play. You know what I mean? Like, I and I include myself in terms of, like, you know, with my friends when I was a kid, like, we would play with the action figures and create these narratives and do these voices and you know people who are really into like dungeons and dragons or into like star wars like you you get into that kind of like nerdy voice you know what i mean and you just get into that like nerd world and i just felt like this was just like nerds just like playing make-believe in someone's finished basement in this situation um and i i, I was recognize always, it and i love I, it i was always the female ninja oh that's who i played yeah and she was really seductive like even as a child i was like oh i'm a little i'm a, I'm just a vixen i'm like catwoman you know yeah. and and i put on this like ah, voice yeah and oh it was so embarrassing where yeah. does this overlap with your baseball era oh it was right around the same time because i remember um t- i was friends with teddy uh and danny and they were like people I had sleepovers with and we we played like with their wrestling figurines. We played Nintendo and when Super Nintendo came out, we were still playing it together. So that was yeah, this was definitely um, Little League, like third grade, fourth grade. And I was this sexy little ninja with long hair. Tanana Reeve do came from my wig. Gag. She said, Tanana said that we don't. Jarvis puts Orgotic in the bottom. And I kind of like the twist that Orgotic is like thrilled about this. Like, is like, absolutely, I can't wait to do this. Yeah. 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 No. Fuck you, you son of a bitch. I just love that. Yeah. Uh, it's great. And I love that, like Jarvis said later, like, oh, they live, laugh, love, filth. So I'm expecting a thank you card at the end of this. So it was, I mean, it just kind of goes to show like all of this is just. It's just for funsies. You're just making a little bit of TV. I kind of feel like looking down the line, it's like Jarvis probably also knows like Orcotic is not going to go home. Like this is no. just none of this matters, you know? Right. Right. It doesn't. Um, yes. JK wins. JK, Neo. Uh, you didn't win. JK, Throb. You didn't win. Uh, yes. Um, I. Wh- what do you think about Satana quitting versus leaving? I mean, when it all started, I what my first thought was like, and I have no, I haven't done the math on this, but like, it does feel from my covering of my coverage of, of drag competition series over the past seven years, that it is more common nowadays for folks to quit these competitions. Like, I feel like it, I don't remember when this started. I feel like Adore was like the first one to quit a drag competition. Mm. Um, a televised drag competition, at least as far as I can remember. So it's like, whereas you compare to like All Stars 8, where like three of them wanted to leave. And I feel like somebody wanted to quit last season. Or I don't know. I just, it feels 
more common now for folks to be like, oh, forget it. I don't want to do this anymore. And this mm. felt like I actually think that like I understood what she was saying, where she's like, they're not going to send Orgotic home. They're not, you know, uh, they're not going to send Anna home because it's the first time at the bottom. Like, I know they're going to send me home. So why should I go through with this? Like, I get it. I get mm. the frustration. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the, to me, there's, I feel like there's conflict here because it sets up, I think one of them in the, was it Fantasia or somebody said quitting is like a slap in the face, right? To anybody that's here or that wanted to be here versus the other kind of very popular uh, rhetoric that's going around of like, well, no, you need to take care of your mental health first, right? So there's these two competing ideologies uh, when somebody wants to quit. It's like, well, wait a second. Like, first of all, you signed up for this. You, you made a commitment. You got to go through with it versus, well, this is your mental health. You have to take care of your mental health. Of course, that is the most important thing. Focus mm -hmm. on yourself before thinking about people that wanted to be here. Yeah, fuck the big picture, Clint. Right, right. You fuck know? the big picture, Clint. Right. This is my life. Um, and yeah, and I, I think it's a really rich debate. I don't think there's an answer. I don't think anybody's wrong. Um, because, yeah, uh, like there is a side of me where I'm just like, you know, no matter how much I complain, like it's my mental health and I have control over it and I need to, to figure it out because I made a commitment. People are depending on me. An entire show, entire production team is depending on me, right? To go through with my commitment. The thing that I said that I was going to do, regardless of how well I was doing. Um, and then there's this take care of your mental health side. It's like, okay, we support her choice for leaving. Um, obviously, we don't want anybody to keep doing something that's going to harm them. But um, I guess it's the scale of that, what that harm is and what that looks like um, versus, you know, uh, could could you have just done it? And she did. Well, that's uh, kind of what say. she. I mean, she went through everything. That's what I feel like ended up happening. Was like, you know, I I feel like she ended up being a good sport and was like, fine, I'll go do the cauldron and I'll act like there still yeah. might be a chance. But like, I've worked on this show as a handler. I know I'm going home, <laughs> so I know what's right. going on here. And I feel like you know, as a viewer, they're you know, like they're choosing to show us this part, and so it's like. To me, it's like the moment they show somebody wants to quit or go home, they're going to go home. And so yeah. it certainly takes the suspense out of it. But I guess from like a from a, a narrative standpoint, they're almost like showing like she wanted to go home. So don't be too heartbroken right. this week if you thought that Satana should have stayed and Anna should have gone home. Like it's kind of like prove they, they do these things to kind of like, you know, fully prove the case of why it's time for someone to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and. I don't think Santana quit. Satana quit. I don't. Because she went through with everything and then did the final extermination. Yeah. Meanwhile, Anna, she came bang, bang into the room, bitches. Um, oh, she really. That. I did love that. She was she was here to project. And uh, she she kind of gave her own speech. You know, I'm uh, I'm Anna. I'm Anna fucking Flactic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I deserve to be here. So Anna of destruction. I'm Anna of destruction. So it might for be Christ's nice. Sake, for could, fuck's sake. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Maybe I will, um, you know, maybe stay longer. I don't know. Like it was just like, Oh, Anna, come on, come on. But also listen, I don't need Anna to be an outdoor kid 
if she's going to give performances like she did this week. And I've just like, you know what I mean? Cause it's, I think, yeah. you know, there was like what Cameron Michaels where it's like, Oh, she doesn't really say much in the workroom, but like, yeah, but then she turned it out on the runway. So like, is this, uh, is this did. America's next top extrovert race? You know? Ooh, well, you know, yeah. Uh, that they want a, a reality show personality, you know, they really do. Uh, it seems like they especially expect that expect more from Anna. Um, yeah, I mean, and who knows? Maybe Anna spent $100,000 to be here. Maybe she you know? spent the $100,000 because I don't – I think even Satana was like, yeah, I just find things around the house and glue stuff to them. So <laughs> I, I think that's not – Blackberry's like, wait, y'all didn't spend $100,000 right. to be here? <laughs> wait a minute. I spent $10,000 alone on my little fags tray. I think I'm getting ripped <laughs> off here. Uh, well, you know, uh, and, and speaking of reality TV, I got to give it to Cynthia for bringing Onyx's leg out of the suitcase and waiting oh. the entire day for the opportunity to bring the leg out. Uh, and that's that's a uh, Real Housewives moment that I can get again into. That, you know, you I know, know that. That's, I know that she, She's basically, you know, bringing back the Aviva reference. Yeah. So that makes me feel really good. One clip that I would have taken and maybe I will go back and take it is. You're criticizing me. Oh, yeah. You know, Orcotic is like a like a haunted Kermit the Frog doll, <laughs> or a haunted Miss Piggy. So good. I still don't know what the fuck you are. I'm like, oh my god. Just put this person in a little box so I can just open it up whenever I need yeah. a laugh. You know. Oh, so good. So good. Well, then, this was a good cauldron. Then Orc had the nerve to spill a straw on JK. I think this is where I saw some chit chat on Twitter about like spilling drinks on people. And it was like, oh, oh my God, you guys, you guys, you guys, I can't even. Um, <laughs> but then alas, you know, this, I mean, this extermination, these rats, they had that sweetness. There was just sweetness all over that room. What do you mean sweetness? They had that sweetness. They just were the sweetest. You mean the rats were nice? The rats were sweet. They were very nice. They were not trying to hurt anybody. They just wanted to find some warm places to cuddle up into. You know these were not some like filthy street rats. Like these oh, these no, are I show know. rats. Yeah. They were so clean. Show rats. Um Yeah. These were show rats. These were show rats. Um I thought that it was I mean if I don't know how long they had to do it. But if it was longer, Mary, than like 30 minutes, it would have gotten really old really fast. Well, it's like it, it's it, then it's just about like uh, being annoyed. You know, it's like, oh, this is annoying. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. it being like, oh, my God, I'm buried alive I'm or I'm in danger. Uh -huh. It's just it's just all that sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, little rats. Well, uh, I thought of um, RuPaul and the rats. Michelle, there were rats, oh, oh, oh. and then and then and they were and, they were, and then they, everywhere. They were jumping. Uh. I mean, that's where it's like you know the 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 biopic of RuPaul's life. Like, if it does not include a scene in an alleyway down by City mm. Hall behind a McDonald's, McDonald's with RuPaul and PJ on a couple of bikes, then uh -huh. I don't know what I'm watching. I know. I know. Oh, I want that animated so oh, bad with that, the narration. That's what it is. It needs her. to be animated. Yes. yes, yes. That's what I would love to see is an animated version mm -hmm. of all of this. Yeah. Oh, God. We got to talk to uh, Shane Gillardi about that. Yeah. Maybe oh. they can do a comic book cover right? of RuPaul and the rats and PJ. Oh, and maybe like, cool. a, like a shot of RuPaul and Michelle seeing each other at Suzanne Barsh's party. You know what I mean? Like, 
I want to see like the RuPaul Michelle origin story, you know. I know you. I, see I remember you, you. And then, like later in the nineties, then they see each other at KTU again. <laughs> you yes. again? I know yeah, you. Yeah. I know you. Uh, and they've got and their everybody here. Piles of candy, you know. <laughs> oh, the piles of candy. Yeah, these stories. Their story. Ah, oh, I just love when they talk about their stories. I too. Um. Anyway, so Santana dies. Uh, sorry, Satana dies, and I gotta say great set like come on set i just thought this was produced so well you get the freeze frames at the end you get the shining reference that was done so perfectly and you know the acting from satana uh the acting from uh swan i was like this is great this is really good i was surprised that swan didn't stick her head through the hole in the door and say something that was the only thing Mm -hmm. i was like oh what could they have done? Like, here's mommy, you know? Well, I think they would have said something very just like campy, maybe a Dragula reference, right? Like, what's a, like, um, Papa Xanax every 10 minutes? You know, like, mm-hmm. what would it be? It would be like, uh, um, oh, no, they could say, grandmother bitch. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they could say... Hello, ugly. That's what it is. That's what it is. It'd be like, hello. Uh, oh, oh, you know what I actually think it would be? Hello, ugly. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yes. Well, actually, you know, it, appropriately uh, enough, I think this clip has the longer version of that. This is my impression of the big boule and the boule... <laughs> From the Dragula Boulet Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Uglings. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. It's so timely. Exactly. Too. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, I mean, sh- I mean, Swan could look through the door and go. Ah. That's what I want. You know, I'm, I keep meaning to mention this, but in the opening credits, there's this like little shot where Swan does this like hand across her neck. It's almost like like oh, like a Joey Gladstone like cut it out kind of moment. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And there's sort of this yeah. like annoyed look on her face while she does it. It's one of my favorite moments of the opening credits. Uh well, she's a killer queen is what I usually listen to before like I get up and go, you know, get my coffee or something. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my cue. Uh you know, and we haven't talked about this at all, but the close the closing credits this season are the sort of like behind the scenes oh, footage of yeah. them back by the scrims. Yeah, no, it's uh th- them practicing their lip syncs or just laughing or yeah. No, it's a it's a cute little addition. Uh again, I I am starved for these drag shows, these drag any reality show actually, to burst open the fourth door, you know, or the fourth wall. Like I want to re- I want to see everything. I want to see I want to see the conversations with the producers. I want to see it all. I don't I don't you know, like I don't Show I, me clean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I want to see it all. I want to see them backstage. I want to see the whole process of of the room that they go into to get their costumes on. You know, cuz it's not that set. No, no, it's I I just love seeing a scrim. That's how you know. It's like, oh, all this is is scrims and and filters on lights, you know, gel filters, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. We haven't talked about that yet. Uh anyway, I'm enjoying the season. I'm enjoying this cast, uh mostly. 
Um, and we'll see how we'll see how things turn out. I really hope that they don't send Jarvis home too soon. I think if I'm ready for anybody to go home next, it's gonna either be well, I don't want to say Anna, but like if they're gonna keep the storyline with Anna, I'm like just send her home then because it's just not interesting anymore. Um, or I I know you love her, but like Cynthia, I'm just like okay, we can we can see her out. Ugh. Talk about a heartbreak hotel. I don't want to lose yeah. either of them. I don't know. I think next. Uh, I feel like if they really wanted to like a, a real page puller this week would have been to put Jarvis in the bottom after giving a, after putting Orc in the bottom and and like mm. instead of having Jarvis be safe like that would have been a real twist but oh, this says to me like uh-huh. oh they definitely like don't want Jarvis to go yet and I kind of feel like you know kind of going you know full circle back to the the clip of the week I feel like it can feel like favoritism that they want to see more from Jarvis and Fantasia but I would rather see more from two really strong competitors and see if they can do more than what we've seen versus kind of feeling like maybe I've seen enough from other folks who are doing more typical Dracula drag, you know? And so um, I don't know. Sure. Like I, I think that I, I'm more interested in kind of seeing folks who you, we don't typically see on Dracula progress, like Orgotic, like Fantasia, even like Jarvis. Like, I think that's, what's exciting about this cast is it's like there's there's a lot of different interpretations um versus just like lots of spooky queens yeah or lots of glamour queens Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i get that uh well my my bsa this week i'm gonna give it to bsg my bsg BSG. might be my best supporting grandma ghost ghost (laughs) is uh well my grandma's dead uh is anna um because i just love that performance and Mm. i might not have many more chances to give anna my bsg love it uh i'm with you on that when when she was holding the gun out i was like oh Oh, there was a hand tremble yeah i was like this is the kind of drag i would show up for any night of the week sure well, uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all, you can reach out to us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast and gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And if you want to hear me talking about best supporting actresses or ghosts or grandmas like Anaphylactic, uh, you can hear more of that on the best supporting podcast, my other podcast about best supporting actresses. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Colin underscore, and you can find more of both of us on Patreon, where we are currently covering season five of Drag Race UK. At the only Mary's level, we are, oh, we're covering everything and more. You don't even know. Well, you can find out. You could join us. You can go to patreon.com slash all right, Mary. I believe this week we are talking about the ants of Drag Race, the aunties. Yes, that's right. We are doing the ants of Drag Race. We're talking about the, you know, and maybe some Dragula ants will get in there, but we are talking about sure. ant drag. Yeah, ant drag. Instead of Uncle Drag, it's ant drag. Ant drag. Yeah. yeah. Please welcome to the stage, ant drag. Ant dragony. Yeah. Well, you know, ant drag is also like um, bend a creme on the runway, you know? Oh, that was literal ant drag. That was literal ant drag. Yes. Whatever kind of bug that was, yeah. but, you know, ant drag. 
love it. Well, I think we have a Last Chance Floor show. It is uh, very much in the style of this lip sync. It's not from 1913, but it certainly sounds like it. It's called Clap Your Hands by Perov Stellar. So I hope you enjoy this. And, you know, you can do a little Charles- Charleston step while you're listening to this. Um, or a Charleston very, very chew, fun. if you want. Charleston chew. Put on your flapper dress. Got them flapper dress on. Greetings, Zerklings. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Marys, thank you so much. I hope you have a great week. And, we, you know, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Goodbye, ugly. Clap your hands and you swing out wide. Stomp your feet.